All right, and we're live. Welcome to the uh, Movie Bros Podcast, uh, your favorite podcast where you come to listen to people uh, talk and review old and new uh, of your favorite movies. I am Nary Science. With me as last time was Chad Valdez. Chad, say what's up. Hey, man. All right. And uh, and welcome me for the first time, a uh, good friend of mine, fellow comedian, center comedian, BT. Say what's up. Hola, BT. amigos. All right. Uh, all right. So today we're doing two movies. The two movies that we're doing today are uh, Bullet Train, 2022's Bullet Train, and yeah. 1998's The Substitute. Yes. Uh, for those of you wondering why that pairing, random, just random. There's no reason. There's no rhyme or reason. Uh, <laughs> let's start off with uh, 2022's Bullet Train. Uh, I want to get into the... Uh, Jesus, plot. where's the plot summary here? All right, so the plot summary for the Bullet Train is Ladybug is an unlucky assassin who's determined to do his job peacefully after one too many gigs has gone off the rails. Fate, however, may have other plans as his latest mission puts him on a collision course with lethal adversaries from around the globe, all with connected yet conflicting objectives in the world's fastest train. Bullet Train came out in August 2022, and it was a huge box office success. It cost like $80 million to make, and they made over two hundred and almost $240 million in the bo- uh, global box office. Um. And uh, so that's where we're at. What did you guys think of the Chad first thoughts when you watched Bullet Train? You saw this for the first time now, right? Yeah. So I started it last night, but I started so late because kids. And then um, I had to stop and uh, also was going to pass out. And then uh, this morning I woke up and finished it like about yeah, 40 minutes ago. But the I thought it was really good. Uh, it started out a little slow, which is fine. I get that. You know, every, not every movie can come screaming out the door. Um, but at first, my initial impression was, oh, this is like uh, they're trying to redo Snatch on a train. Um, the uh, with, you know, because it was just um, Brad Pitt talking crazy stuff and two British guys making random commentary. Um, but it got so much better so quickly. Uh, it's kind of you know, it started out like this, and then went, so I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, the action was great. Uh, the random violence and uh, random happenstance of what was going around this guy made me start to believe that his luck was just terrible if he was trying to avoid being a violent killer. Um, so I, I dug it. It was it was good. And then all they carried about all the way through the ending. I, I thoroughly I would see that movie again easily. All right. BT, what were your initial reaction? By the way, for those of you who don't know, BT, follow him on Instagram at BT, the letters BT Comedy. And he does awesome minute reviews where he literally reviews a, a, a movie in a minute. So this for him is long form. <laughs> this is like, yeah. it's like I got to talk about a movie for 30 minutes. That's crazy talk. Uh, so, <laughs> Well, see, my philosophy is a minute of me is about as much as people can stand. So it's perfect. <laughs> I mean, I get in, I get out. Boom. It's like my whole life. You know, when I go out with a woman, it's, I don't really go out with her. It's like, bam, bam, bam. See you later. Boom. So a minute. Bam, bam. I'm in, I'm out. Boom. Um, so that's why the movie reviews are good. So I mean, because I don't tell you. I mean, I tell you just enough. But so that, you know, not, not like, a, you know, you see a movie trailer nowadays, you go, I've seen the movie, you know, yeah. like it's yeah, yeah. almost like pizza. You already got the crust, right? And you got a little bit of the feeling. So it's like, eh. so that's why I do. So, so for this one, Bullet Train, it was the perfect 
summer movie. And that's why it's, I'm glad it's summer. You couldn't put this movie in the wintertime. It would just be like, what? Because, you know, you want something feeling in, in the wintertime. You want that, like, comfort food. And you want those movies that hit you hard. So in the summer, in summertime, you want something that's light, it's fluffy, it's a little silly, stupid. Not stupid, but that's what this movie was. It had good comedy. I mean, the the uh, the, the duo of, uh, uh, it was Aaron uh, Taylor Johnson and the guy from, uh, and the guy from uh, uh, Atlanta. Uh, uh, Paperboy from Atlanta, you know, talking about right, the right. guy from Atlanta, uh, um, Brian Tyree Henry, Tangerine those, and Lemon, yeah, Tangerine and Lemon. The, those guys, they were great. Brad Pitt is always on point. I mean, he's got that little kind of quirkiness when he acts, and I thought I, I thought it was fun. I didn't really think it was slow. I thought it was just a, ni- a nice buildup, you know, because you can't just come in and bam, you know, you got to kind of build it up. And like I thought it was a perfect summer movie. Me personally, I thought it was a little too long for as over the top that it was. You know, it can be over the top in the summertime, but it just got too over the top. And I thought it kind of gave a little ode to um 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 uh to um uh, the movie uh, 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 Kill Bill, you know, with the snake. Yes. And mm-hmm. honestly, I cannot stand snakes. So when I saw that snake, <laughs> oh, I mean, I literally went, oh shit. So the whole movie, I'm like, ah! whenever I saw the snake, I'm like, ah! so it had that, it had, but it was, a, but it was a great element movie wise, because now you had another thing of suspense. It's like, okay, they're trying to get the, you know, this briefcase, but you know, where the fuck is that snake at? So it's like the whole time you're like, ah! and then you see the little tail. So, so it had a little, a little, a little like a little, oh, to me, a little ode to uh, Kill Bill. And with the briefcase, it had a little bit of Pulp Fiction, I thought, with it. You know, with the briefcase. So, the, and, and the violence, like I said, is over the top. But the humor uh, was what I loved the most about this movie. To me, personally, like I said, I thought it was a little too long. With two hours and eight minutes, with that level of over the topness, you know, when the, when the train, you know, with, at the very end, I was like, come on, man. I mean, it, it, it's okay for it to be over the top. But when you, it gets like just... Bam, 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 like, ah, you kind of lose me a little bit. So if they would have left that about an hour 40, I thought it would have been perfect. But for a summer movie, yeah, you can't beat that for a summer movie. So what would you have cut out? Like what scene, what 15 minutes would you have cut? Oh, if you just like- uh, the, the, that, that, the last, the last 15, 20 minutes. I mean, you could have t- took away a lot of that shit. I mean, a lot of that, you know, with the train and... and- way it went over, you know, how fast it went. And, I mean, you know, with, the, with the, the crashes and explosions, I was like, come on, man. And, you know, at the very end when she got hit and boom. And so you could have took, I, I would have I took a, at least 20 minutes out of that, at least. Because it was just over the top. But like I said, man, there were great elements of suspense, and you and you didn't you didn't know like who's on whose side. And I like how the little that the, that girl, you know, the, the girl was dressed like a little like that little with the like a little Catholic girl with a little schoolgirl outfit. I like how like okay, what side is she on, and you know how is she going to come through this, and who was you know that 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 the main antagonist? Oh my God, I loved it. I love yeah, I love that part of it. I really did, and I thought it was um and that that the uh, the friendship between Tangerine and Lemon. That was great. I mean, that friendship and how they, you know, there was a genuine love. You felt it in that humor part. That was great. To me, Brad Pitt always fucking kills it. I, I love what he does and how, like, you know, that little scene when they came in, they were fighting and they were like, you know, you want any refreshments? And he was saying, you knew something was going to happen. <laughs> and he kinda, you know, that, that was great, man. That's just, that's typical Pitt. So, yeah, I liked it, but I would have took out at least 20 minutes here and there, here and there, here and there. Um, cause to me, it just got too, too much. I, I, I don't know what it is about now, but I can't deal with that too much over the top where it's like, all right, fuck. 
Yeah. It's, so I watched it two weeks ago for the first time, and then I rewatched it last night and and then this morning. And uh, I I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. I was a f I liked the trailer. I thought the trailer was fun, mm -hmm. but I thought I wasn't gonna like the movie because of the trailer. Because I thought, oh, it's gonna be one of those where the trailer is the best part of the movie kind of movies. Again, that's yeah. what I was afraid of. I was like, oh no! That's... And I was, as I was watching the movie, I didn't think there was a. I didn't. So uh, I I didn't find it slow at all. Like the the beginning, I didn't find slow. Uh, I mean, Holy shit! First. Maybe the first two minutes, maybe the first two, five minutes where he was like, my son, like, you know, he's visiting his son in the hospital. And I'm just like, what's, where is this going? Yes. But once Brad Pitt introduced, which is like three minutes into the movie, I was like, oh, I'm all, I'm all for it. Um, I very much appreciated the comedy. I very much appreciated the, the, the fight scenes, the way they were not just fight scenes, but they were also, it was like, a, they were all like a, every cinematic movie is a dance technically, but I'm talking yeah. about like, it felt like a like a cool dance with jokes in between all of them from all the fights uh from the bad bunny one where he throws a knife and then he he, he gets stabbed in the heart and he literally <laughs> says my heart and you're like well that's hilarious because this guy's heartbroken and uh all of these things the the fight in the train with him and uh lit with brad pitt and lemon where he it, it's at the quiet cart like shh like, yeah, like, like I thought that <laughs> yes. was fun. Uh, I, I just, I, I use the word, I'm gonna use the word fun a lot in this, and it's gonna sound, it's gonna make me sound like an idiot. Like, I've, I don't know any other words, but it's just a fun movie. Like, it was, Absolutely. it was such a cool, uh, for lack of no pun intended, it was just a cool ride where you just like, oh, I'm like, I enjoyed all the ridiculousness of it. I'm not a fan of snakes either. I mean, I, I'm not a pussy, but I'm not a fan of snakes either. But I did remember there were times where the snake came out and then Brad Pitt would see it and go, oh, shit. And then he would just like let her slither away. And I'm like, no, no, yeah. you fucking kill that motherfucker right yeah. now. Like that's, yeah. that's I, was, I was screaming at the TV like, why? Why aren't you killing it? Yes. Same thing with lemon. Same thing with lemon. Mm -hmm. Lemon's on the floor. The snake passes lemon also on the floor. And lemon's like, ugh. And then he doesn't even tell his brother, hey, be careful. There's a fucking snake behind you somewhere. Yes. He's just like, mm -hmm. eh, eh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so, yeah. I mean, you let a snake just go by. Even if it's a garter snake, I'd be like, hey, man, there's a fucking snake here. I mean, that's what I would have yeah. been. You can't just like, yeah. eh, snake. Especially anyway, these guys also, are armed to the teeth. It's not like they don't yeah, have something also, like most of the guys have guns, so just fucking yeah. kill it. Like, just, yeah. like, I gotta understand. You're not on an airplane. You're on a train. So it's yeah. like. There's not gonna be any pressurization. Just, just shoot the fucking snake. But uh, yeah, but I mean that that little bit of like shh as they're talking, and that, I mean how yeah. great is that they're on the quiet car and that shh and they're talking. I mean, it's just I love I love the scene where he was like uh, where they got tired of that old lady. And he's like, and then Brad Pitt's like, eat a bag of dicks, lady. And I'm like, oh, that's so fucking. That's such a good line. <laughs> eat a bag of dicks. I was like, oh my god, Jesus. No, I, I thought it was fun. I thought it was I, I legitimately enjoyed it. Um, I was surprised that more people haven't seen it and or heard of it. I have friends who are like never even heard of the movie. Um, but I uh, enjoyed all of it. I enjoyed the ridiculousness of it. That was first of all, the fact you don't even know anybody's real name. There's no. nobody has a real name in this fucking yeah. movie, which yeah. I thought was cool. The cameos are great. Sandra Bullock, which. <gasps> I, when I first see. saw Sandra Bullock go on screen, I was like, <clears throat> I was like, oh my god, that's fucking crazy, Sandra Bullock. And then you rewatch the movie, and you're like, 
of course that's like you're listening and you're like, of course that's Sandra Bullock. It sounds like Sandra Bullock. How the fuck yeah. did we not? How did I not catch on that it was? Sandra yeah, Bullock? I, don't, I don't know how in the world I missed that. That was Sandra Bullock. Yeah. I honestly I was... thought. So the first time I saw it and I saw Sandra Bullock come on screen at the end of the movie, I honestly thought, oh, that's cool how they brought her in at the end of the movie. No, bitch, she's been there the whole time. Like when you go back and rewatch the movie, it's actually Sandra Bullock talking the whole. It's not like another actress, and then they just called in Sandy at the end. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. the whole thing. I was like, oh shit. The fact that Ryan Gosling and Ryan, uh, what's his name? Uh, yeah, R- R- Ryan Richards. No, not Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. He was killed. there. He I killed. mean, he killed. I, he wouldn't be. BT. He was there for two, was there for he was one there scene. For he took seconds. off his fucking helmet one time. That was a whole fuck. He didn't kill it. It was he, cool that he was in it, but he didn't he, kill it. He always, even for that little bit. I mean, to me, he always does, no matter what he does. He's one of those people like he might. Who's king of the cameos now? Who's king of the cameos? I mean, if you think uh, about, fucking you know. uh, this the other guy that was in this movie. Uh, what's his name? Michael. Fucking Shannon. Magic Mike. He's oh, king of the fucking yeah, cameos. True. Channing Tatum is is really big on the cameos. But listen, true. when you see somebody Ryan Reynolds, you go, oh, and then yeah. It, t- it, I mean, it, it, Tatum surprised me too with that little. That, with that little uh, is, is this a sex thing? Is, is this yeah. a sex thing? Oh, it's not. Okay. Well, anyway, yeah. No, I was just joking. I was just joking. Yeah, that's all you. They're cool. That. I mean, honestly, that's funny. But I just think Ryan Reynolds, even though he, I mean, I just thought he killed. Did I he mean, even say anything? Did Ryan Reynolds even say nothing. anything? Nothing. That's why I love the fact that yeah. BT was like, he killed it. I'm like, BT, he literally took off a fucking motorcycle helmet, and that's all he did in the movie. But you know what I'm saying? Even taking, I, acting, taking acting classes now, maybe that makes me more of a, hmm. But even the little stuff like that, yeah, a little like maybe, you know, I'm becoming a, d- a douche, like, you have no idea how hard it is taking off a motorcycle helmet. Anyway. <laughs> but, but, yeah, but yeah, man, I, I honestly. It, like I said, man, it's a perfect summer movie. You go in with it, it's a popcorn movie. You go in with the popcorn, and you go, oh my god, oh my, yeah. you know, and that's what it's supposed to do, and that's what it did. I just, like I said, it got to the point with me where it just got too silly. But I but was still, all for the silliness of it. Yeah, I was all absolutely. for, I was all for the overly like they they introduced uh, one of the characters. Was it the Scorpion? What was her name? The um, the Hornet. The Hornet, right. they introduced her like um, an hour and 20 minutes into the movie. And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? I'm like, that's amazing. And she's yeah. actually an important piece of the movie. It wasn't like just nope. fucking she took off her motorcycle helmet. Like, it's an actual piece. And I'm just like, yo, did they just introduce their character into this movie? <laughs> Bro, they introduced even the water bottle. I, I thought the that was funny. The, the way they introduced the water bottle as a fucking character. Literally, with two minutes left in the movie, they were just like, "And here's the water bottle's journey." And I'm Absolutely. like, "What the fuck?" I I thought it was I th- I thought it was fantastic. Um, I was shocked to read that An- Antoine Fuqua would produce this movie. And- Dude, that's one of my goals to be in a movie, an Antoine Fuqua movie. I I love that guy. Everything he does to me is just the kind of movie that I want to see or a series I want to see. Yeah, but everything... So correct me if I'm wrong, correct? Because you're... Okay, so I'm a, I'm an Antoine Foucault uh, fan as well. But every other movie, every movie that he's attached to, or at least that I know of, that he's attached to, whether it's uh, directing or producing, it's so much more of a serious tone yeah, movie. Exactly. So, so yeah. I was very shocked to find out about that he was involved in this movie because I was like, what the fuck? This movie? Yeah. 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 The fuck? Foucault? The fuck? Yeah. I was like... I was like, but this is a 
this is like a playful i i don't know i i dug it i dug it i like to see when actors and directors do shit that is like this is not my typical thing when i'm yeah. just gonna throw you off yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah. i dug it man i dug the fuck out of it um uh this is technically uh a reimagining of a japanese movie that came out in 1955 uh so i haven't seen that one no. So I wasn't upset about this remake, <laughs> but because I just I just thought a lot of it had elements of uh, of, of Quentin Tarantino, and I know you mentioned it was like uh, you said a snatch on a plant on a train. I was like, okay, I could maybe it's yeah, but I just thought it had a lot of elements of a uh, of a uh, of a uh, 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 pulp. I mean, not pulp, but of uh, Quentin Tarantino. Like yeah, I, said, I, Bill. yeah, I I did if you too. Told I, me Quentin Tarantino had a hand in this movie. I would not have been surprised. Yeah, yeah I did too. I I agree. I I felt the same way. I was watching. In fact, when I from the trailer, I thought, oh, this is is, is Quentin involved somehow. I thought he was like a producer or something. Yes. Uh, I it had very much Quentin feels to it. I I, I thought, yeah, you're right. I I agree with that. I agree. Yeah. I feel um, like the, that you brought up the 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 uh, poison lady. Um. Yes, the Hornet. The, the Hornet. Uh, she was because we were talking about Ryan Reynolds. She's Deadpool, and um, oh, she's uh, Death Lady Deathstroke. No, um, no, she's uh, Domino. Uh, Domino, and uh, Domino in in in, just, in uh, part two. In part two, she's and I'm Domino. like, I wonder if they were like, hey guys, just come over here, come over from Deadpool three, and and just jump in and have a ball. Uh, but she, I love the fact that that fight was hilarious because she said the word bitch so often <laughs> that it made me i just laughed so much she was like damn it bitch what do you think bitch shut up bitch and i was like everything she <laughs> she said so she said the word bitch the way us people in miami say the word bro yeah we absolutely. end every sentence no matter how short with the word bro we can make an entire sentence of just the word bro you go bro 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 and you just but she did that with the word bitch and i laughed i was like i i've seen that fight scene three times in the last two weeks, and I laughed every time. I'm like, "This is so funny." She just says, "Bitch!" Like, "What do you think?" Bitch. Like, "Like, oh, you only had? Did you have another one?" And she's like, "What, yeah, do, you think, what do you think, bitch?" And I'm like, "That scene made me laugh too." When she's dying, and he's like, "Oh, do you need anything? Do you need water?" He's like, "You don't really seem like the religious type. Do you want me to hold your hand?" <laughs> and she's just like gagging for life, and it's just it made me laugh, dude. I mean, that's yeah. we, you're right, you're right, BT. That comedy was. It was on point. It was pretty impressive to me, man. It, it um, always reminds me how Brad Pitt can just wander onto a scene and steal every ounce of awesome. Exactly. He did, dude, man. I, I tell you, he's one of my favorite actors, and to me, he's underrated because he's I, okay. When he was in a when he was he when he stole the scene in a a, 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 a true romance on the couch, little condescending motherfucker. I mean, just his his. <laughs> Man, that movie he did with um, John Malkovich when he was on the treadmill, he was doing. I mean, just oh, right, right, right. He's so fucking underrated. He's one. He's literally one of my favorite actors that I don't mention in the first breath. But he, to me, he has all his almost all his roles have a little bit of comedy in them, and mm-hmm. and, and it's perfect for the the character he's doing. And it's I mean, because when he's on the treadmill, he did this like you didn't expect that, but it, it but it coincides with the character. So here, how he was, and, and, and what I liked about here on, on this movie too is 
they gave a little bit of backstory of, of the people. So you got to feel invested. Like you almost felt bad that Tangerine and Lemon would happen to them because you yeah. saw how they were when they were growing up and how they kind of, you know, they needed each other and they were there for each other. And that like, you felt, oh man, like you almost felt like sorry for them, even though they're bad guys, quote unquote, you found a feel for them because you, you saw what they went through when they grew up together and they, you know, against the odds and they're like, oh man, you almost feel for them a little bit. So you well, that was one of the things that I, I liked about this movie is that no one was here was a good guy, right? Like, yeah, the, some of the innocent bystanders obviously were innocent, but like the actual characters, everybody was some level of assassin or psychopath. So nobody, yeah. nobody was bad, but also, or nobody <laughs> was good per se, but nobody, uh, but there are degrees, right? And so yeah, I like the fact that BT goes, I couldn't figure out if the, if the girl was good or bad. I'm like, the girl was a psychopath, dude. Yeah. <laughs> From the very beginning, when you fucking meet her. Honestly, I thought she was, was the no, one that was, I, like, there was bringing everybody together. BT, BT, are you one of those people that when you saw training day, you're like, I wonder if I wonder if Alonzo's a good guy or a, no, he's a fucking bad guy, dude. What are you talking about? <laughs> you know, from the very one movie, of my favorite when, movies, training day. When he read oh, that paper so and drink coffee, you go, oh, he's yeah, oh, he's gonna yeah. Dude. No, but I've met people. Well, my whole point is that I've met people that go, I love the way Denzel played it because you didn't know if he was just teaching him to be like how tough life is. I'm like, no, he was a fucking bad guy from the beginning. Yeah. Like you knew, yeah. you. He was a yeah. bad guy. The same thing with this fuck with the with this with this girl. Her 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 code name was uh, the Prince, and it's like the moment you meet her, she when she electrocutes the dying father, and then she comes clean. She's like, "I kidnapped your son. I killed. I kid. I I pushed him off the building." From then on, I was like, "No, you're the bad guy. I don't give a fuck who you are." Like, yeah. there may be a bigger bad guy, and they did. They had a bigger bad guy, which was her dad. Spoiler yeah. alert! But I was just like, the whole time I was like, "No, this person's a piece." Like, uh, like you said, Chad, there were degrees of of bad, and some people you wanted to see survive, like like Tangerine and Lemon, and then others you were just like, "Kill this motherfucker!" Like this guy yeah. got to go. This 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 lady's Absolutely. got to go. the prince. I, I wanted her to. I, I really wanted her to die there because I, you know, women always gonna get that that, that free pass, which I always hate. I mean, you know what I mean? It's like even if they're a bad person, they kind of get a free pass. Like, where's a guy would die? Like a woman for some reason. I don't know if they play. Well, it, depend, it depends. It depends on the genre. It depends on the genre. I think they played movies, it perfectly. Nobody gets a pass. Um, I think they played it perfectly. Women get ganked faster said, in horror movies than anybody. Yeah, the way she even said, the way she even said, the way she even described her character, like it, in the movie, she was like, I can't have a gun because the innocent, scared schoolgirl doesn't play well when they find a gun on you. Like she's right. literally like she, she's playing to the psyche of yes. men. Which and she's so, saying she's so, fully aware, which is what makes her a fucking psychopath, by the way. The fact yeah. that she's fully aware of what she's doing yeah, is but, what I, makes her a psychopath. But how hard is that, though? If you're playing to psyche, men, men are easy. All, and I, I mean, I've said this on stage, though, but it's a joke. I've said this on stage, but it's the truth, though. I mean, you see a hot chick, you go, how long could she be a serial killer before they go, hey, wait a minute? And, oh, yeah. Absolutely. And if they, and Absolutely. If they did, uh, like, what was her, what, what, was she get a death penalty? Or, and she's definitely, she definitely not getting executed. I mean, look at Jody Arias. Jody Arias wasn't really that hot. But she, but you, but she, but she, you know, she was a fucking sex freak and she fucking killed. She, oh my, what she did, Mormon dude was fucking horrendous. She, she should be, she, she should have been executed and they let her basically, you know, get a life sentence, but still, she got off light. So yeah. the fact that she dressed in a little innocent little cool girl outfit and she, my favorite was. 
tangerine that he caught on to that shit. He's like, how do you yeah. do that? How do you cry on cue? How do you cry on command? That was a great scene too. But because she, she kept on, she dug her heels in and she's like, I'm going to stay in character. And Tangerine was like, I already know it's fake, but how are yeah. you doing this? It's so because, awesome. Oh, you're the diesel. You're the diesel. Yeah, that but, was great. Because he knew, I mean, but but being a serial killer himself, that was him staying on point on what he does is for a living. Like, he didn't deter. Like, I think in the, old, in the olden days, it's the olden days, but some, you know, some movies, they go, ah, she's a girl, so, you know, she's not dangerous. But those, that, hey, they're all, they, they knew they're all in it together. He's like, I'm not falling for this shit. Feminism, like, bro. How is it? Feminism. Right. That's what hey. feminism is. Everybody's dangerous. Everybody could get got because yeah. we're all on equal ground. Yeah. You could we're be as cycle. Yeah. yeah, just because you have ovaries doesn't mean that you're less likely to be psycho than I am. It's fine. Like yeah. I love that, I, and I'm 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 not I'm trying to be funny, but at the same time, it's being honest. It's like I love the fact that it's true. Like those tropes are no longer there. That damsel in distress is no longer like that's not yes. a thing anymore. Yeah. Like, you're 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 a psychopath as much as somebody as much as every other. This yes. movie could have been called Twenty Seven Psychopaths because <laughs> there were so many fucking psychopaths in this movie, and yeah. I was yeah. The level of mental illness on that train was impressive. <laughs> and I love the fact that, that Brad Pitt was just very open about it. He was like, I'm trying to get better. I'm trying right. to grow. I'm trying to, like... Man, I don't want to kill. Can we talk about it? Can we, yeah. like... Now, that there's a wall. Just a peaceful but reason really there, the wall. <laughs> but, but you know what they reminded me of? They reminded me of that movie that Mark Wahlberg played a hitman. He was trying to get out of the game. Remember? Where he and Wesley fight, uh, Wesley Snipes had that fight. Remember? He was trying to get out of the game. He was a hitman. I forget the name of the movie. But yeah, he was a hitman, but he wanted to leave the game. And then for some reason, Wesley Science came in. And remember, Mark Wahlberg was like, all right, let's work. And they got in a fight. And I forget who won that fight. But I don't remember that. Are you sure it's Mark Wahlberg and that's Stallone? I know for a fact it was Mark Wahlberg. Because I remember like. Mark Wahlberg, the only one I. he, I mean, he was in that Max Payne movie, but he wasn't a hitman. He was a cop or a former. No, no, no. He was a hitman and he was trying to get out of the game. And uh, Oh, are you talking about. Are you talking about Shooter? But what's no, it wasn't, wasn't shooter. shooter. It wasn't shooter. He wasn't a hitman. Well, he, he was a government hitman and shooter. A government he, he hitman. Sniper. Those are the most dangerous. Those are the most dangerous kind of hitman. Yeah, the yeah. One was backed by the government. Yeah, he was a sniper and 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 shooter. shooter. But this one, it was a long time ago, and I think um, and he was trying to get out of the game. You know, trying to get his life right, and then but you know, but like the, you know the classic. They had, they brought me back in, and he and Wesley Sun had that fight. But yeah, that's what it reminded me of with, with Brad. You know, with Brad, with Brad Pitt wanting to leave. You know what I mean? Like it's, there's that the hitman wants to go good, and so you want to show that 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 side of him that's like, hey man, this is just business. What we do, we kill people, but it's just business. But I'm actually, you know, I'm more than that, and that's why. I love that. That, that kind of like, oh yeah, kill people. Well, you know, so you know what I liked about this? What? The way the way Pitt played it, he didn't want to leave. He just didn't want to kill. He's like, I'm gonna just do smash and grab jobs. Right. So yeah. like his in his mind, it's okay to do illegal things as long as there's no more killing involved. Yeah. Well, he, he was trying not to kill. That's his justification, which is obviously wrong, but it's hilarious that in his mind he's like, No, it's fine. It's well, if you don't kill, like you're odd. fine. An honor amongst thieves in a way you know what i mean mm. I, I mean and it, like i mean like in real life even mobsters are like oh this guy this guy's fucking crazy i mean he's he's I mean, like you're a mobster like you you know watch like sammy the bull the gravano has a uh uh instagram page and and youtube channel about him you know the, the kills they did and he's talking about this one guy how they were all kind of afraid of me go man this guy's sick and i go didn't you kill people too you know it's, yeah. it's like it, like that but so i, I like I'm, yeah i'm, I'm trying to figure out what movie you were talking about mark Wahlberg yeah, with the same. father's stew or the father's stew 
No, and Father Stu. But it was what he said. He's a hitman. Father Stu. I feel. I see it. I see it. Father um, Stu was uh, I know, a better I know. movie than David Kirk. I, I was trying. I'm making fun of the fact that he was a he was a priest. He's like, oh, hitman priest. Got it. Uh, um, I'm trying to figure out what movie you're talking about, man. Lone Survivor. It, Two it guns. Was, huh? No, that wasn't. That wasn't. It, Wesley Snipes is in the movie. Wesley Snipes. He fought Wesley Snipes. I don't know. I never saw contraband. Yeah, I did. I saw contraband. No, he wasn't in that one either. I think he was in contraband. What oh, he, he wasn't contraband, but Wesley Snipes wasn't okay. a contraband. Yeah, I know it was. I know Wesley for a fact. Wesley Snipes in it because I remember he go. He goes, "Let's work," and they fought, and because uh, they fought. And I was Is like, the oh. big hit. The big. It might be the big hit. No, the big hit was not Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes is in this movie. Oh man! You know what? Just Google. I'm gonna Google this shit. I'm, I just I'm did. That's what I'm trying. Entire IMDb yeah. uh, filmography. Okay, Wesley Snipes was a producer on the big hit. Let's what see. movie starred Mark Wahlberg and Wesley Snipes? The big hit. The big hit. Wesley must have made a cameo. Cause I remember they fought. Uh, Lou Diamond Phillips is in it. Christina. Yeah, I remember Lou Diamond Phillips. Lou Diamond Phillips. I saw. I saw the big hit in the Dollar Theater when I was a kid, and uh, we I went in that movie theater. to not watch that movie. We went into that movie to get to be able to to get feel each other up, and I remember watching Whoa. that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I missed the Dollar Theater. I missed. It the was me and my boys. Yeah. Oh, how great with Dollar Theaters, man! You you went you went into feel the boys. I understand. Oh, yeah, okay. Produced by Wesley Snipes. Delivering the God damn it! I I, I sort of got. I think Wahlberg. No. It, it wasn't a com- it wasn't a comedy, or maybe it was because he was trying to get out of the game. Uh, for the- oh, fuck. It's all right. I'm just I'm really I know I know. But, but I remember that. Right. I, remember, I, 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 wanna, I wanna say he was working at, at like as as a front. He was working at, at a video store. I want or they fought in a video store. A video store was in, around that it had something to do with that. It should that that sounds like the big hit. All right, um, Rod right. Tomato. Yeah. That the or critics the gave the the kill the um, bullet train. Bullet, uh, the critics gave Bullet Train fifty three percent, which is rotten. Wow! And the audience score is seventy six percent. That's about right. So with so that still in mind, low. with that in mind, yeah, I, still, I I agree. I think uh, with that in mind, BT, we give our reviews one through five, but our we we also come up with our own review system. So, okay. for example, on. Uh, what movie did we do, Chad? Last time we did uh, Scrooge and um, oh god, what was the other one? From Brandon, Halloween ends. Halloween ends. That's right. Thank you. Oh. Halloween ends. So what I know, I know you hated that movie. I know oh, you hated that movie. But hey, man, I think it was Bill Duke and the Predator who said it best. They go, "They no way for a soldier to die." You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Man. I mean, seriously, man, for him to go out, I mean, this motherfucker was a killing machine since the seventies. I mean, but he, <laughs> but he went out like he went out with a by a machine. Dude, he did go out by a machine. Dude, he went, went out by a Very machine, crunchy. bro. The motherfucker starts out at six years old killing somebody, which you know, like yeah, your life is pretty much gonna go downhill from there. But still, <laughs> so 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 he, I guess he gets COVID because he he looks his age. Remember, he was moving his age. Like I was like, God damn, Mike. And uh, yeah, he also doesn't he also doesn't get proper medical treatment. <laughs> for his fucking injuries. So, yeah, really. you know, when you, you get stabbed, you get stabbed and shot, stabbed, and you go shot, fucking to a, and you go into a sewer to heal, 
you may not heal properly. It may yeah, especially when you're not you may have a limp a, in your fucking step. You know, you may but, get a crink in your step. As, hey. Especially when you're not apparently becoming a transcendent evil being, which is what they were totally going for. But then, you know, yeah. whatever. Man, I just was like, I was so mad when he let that dude go, and I was like, uh, I mean, honestly, it's like it's like that last Friday the Thirteenth when he chained that woman up. I go, okay, this is a shit show because Jason doesn't do that. He kills, right. and, you know. He, so he chained her. I go, this is a shit. And then remember, for some reason. He was like, I guess he got a degree from DeVry because he had an underground fucking, you know, thing with, with a computer and he had a light system. And I was like, come on, man. I mean, you're you're doing the uh, uh, the, the, the genre uh, a disservice. I mean, let him go out like a motherfucking G, bro. Like, you know, what I mean? think I. All right. So we we talked about the last episode, but I think. I disagree with you. I think uh, Mike Myers went out like a G. That guy, his fucking hand was pinned to the fucking counter, and he still ripped through that. He went out like a G. Now, whether or not you like the middle part of that movie, I get where you can have an issue with that. But oh. he went out like a fucking G. He went out. Like he, got he did go down fighting. 72 times. He got fucking paraded around town and then got crushed by a fucking machine. I think he went out like a G. I don't, I mean, that's just. Yeah. I, I love how the whole town was like giving him a fucking like great crowd surfing him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, ladies. Have a great one. Stay warm. Yeah. I was like, right, really, so how, um, it, I mean, come on, man. I mean, Chad, what's your, what's your review of, of bullet train? What first, before I ask, what was the character, the little squishy character? Oh, that, Do you yeah. remember? it was, uh, uh, Momonga. Momonga. So I'll give it four Momongas. Yeah, four out of five mamungas. All four right, four out of five mamungas. BT, what's your what's your rating and what's your rating system for uh, for Bullet Train? Or we're, yeah, we're gonna go with your rating system, right? So you well, can no, pick no, once. Yeah, you can pick you whatever. Pick, you pick whatever rating system you want, but it's just one through five. But you pick whatever one rating th- system you one want. One through five. I, I give it a. I give. I give it a. For a, I give four thumbs up. Because it, like I said, it was entertaining and it was funny. I just thought the I thought the ending was I mean I thought it got over over the top. But like I said, for the summer, for how it came out, and for the comedy, and like I said, you're gonna get that big tub of popcorn, and before you know it, oh shit, it's almost gone, and you don't even realize it. You're sipping on things, you're laughing with your buddies or maybe your girl. You kind of high five. You're like, oh my god, is that Ryan Reynolds? Oh my god, Jenny Tatum. You're having a good time. It's a good ride, like you say, it's a good ride. And yeah. then toward the end, you're like ah. So just for that reason alone, it doesn't get five. I'll give it four stars for what it did, for what it did when it came out. And that makes a big difference. When it came out, it's light like the summer. It's fun. So, yeah, four. I will give it uh, – my rating was going to be Mamunga Glasses. That was going to be my rating. That's why I wrote down Mamunga because I thought I was – so I, I was going to go with that. But since you went with Mamunga, I'll go with uh, I'll go with uh, 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 Tangerines. Okay. I will go. Uh, I will go. I will go four and a half out of. No, you know what? I'll go five. I'll go five out of five tangerines. I thought it was fun. I didn't have any problem with the over the topness. First of all, we didn't even talk about how great Michael Shannon is as he is oh, in every dude, fucking movie. Everything. Every everything. movie Michael Shannon is in, he makes better. He's incredible. Underrated. You want to talk about underrated actors? Yes. Yeah, sleepy, Michael Shannon is one of those guys. Whenever you talk about Michael Shannon, everybody goes, "Oh my God, he's great!" But whenever somebody goes, "Give me your list of top actors," nobody fucking mentions Michael Shannon. But whenever he's you so bring up Michael Shannon, like, everybody goes, "Oh under shit!" The, that under guy's, the radar, that guy's always great. Oh, dude, what he brings—it's all. I mean, yeah, every movie he could play a bad guy. He could play like the kind of semi, like you know, 
Uh, he killed well, I haven't seen him play a good guy yet, but so I'll let you know. Never plays yeah. a good guy, bro. Like, bro the, 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 the one, like this one, he was still playing that. Michael Shannon can play that stone face um, killer or bad guy, and he, like, he doesn't need to show a lot of emotion, right? Just to, right. Be, to have that aura of menace. Yeah. Um, but ever since he played Zod, I was, yes. he yes. went up so high in my opinion because he can sh- do that bombastic, like, I I'm think that was the first. I, that, I think that was my introduction to him was was in Men of Steel. I think that was my introduction uh, to him. Mine was uh, board, Boardwalk Empire when he was in. So Boardwalk I saw Boardwalk Empire. Empire after Men of Steel. I watched it after uh, Men of Steel, and I was like, "Oh, this guy's amazing. Oh, there's a guy for yeah." So it's yeah. Okay. Um. All right. Uh, so that's it. That's it for uh, Bullet Train. That's it for uh, Act One. That's cut. We're gonna cut on on Act One. Uh. So moving on to the next scene, Act Two, 1998's The Substitute. Going old school, uh, a ninth, let me see here. That, I'm gonna get the official summary for uh, the substitute inner city Miami school teacher Jane gets her knee broken when she stands up to the school's gang leader Juan Larcas, played by Mark Anthony. Her boyfriend, mercenary combat specialist Jonathan Shale, goes undercover as a substitute teacher to take down the punk, but soon discovers that Lacus <laughs> is merely an underling for the real criminal mastermind. <laughs> Assembling the team from his last jungle raid, <laughs> led by his right-hand man, Joey Six, Shale declares war. That's the fucking description hey, to that man. Best, I, I guess sum up ever. Why? <laughs> You're running a criminal mess, you know, a criminal fucking away. Why do you go into school in the first place? I mean, that was always my biggest thing. Why are you like, like, apparently you know what? It right to school children is, is the is the most profitable <laughs> enterprise. But he showed up to class on time. He didn't want to get a tardy. I mean, right. <laughs> I mean, I think that's a lot. And if you've ever seen Mark Anthony in, in, in person, dude is this big. He, he, yeah. he, he looks oh, he's a skinny twit. So the fi- the fact that he has to play a, a, play as like a tough guy, it's almost laughable. Even back then, I'd have been like, "Really, this dude?" But I, and I thought that was a, I, I always I've always amazed that you know you're running a a, a multi million dollar you you're moving cane through a high school, but you're showing up at the class on time. You're, you're you gotta maintain the cover. I, I don't even. Here's here's what gets me. It's not even that right. Like to me, it's like. If my business partner is the principal, how about you just graduate me? How about right. you just pass me? Like you don't need why am I having to show up to class? Why am I having to show up to school? I'm not the one physically moving the product. Like I'm, it's not even like, oh, we need him. Like if you want to just say, like, oh, we need him because he was he's the one that the that the that the students followed he was like the you know what i mean like they were all afraid of him or whatever that's fine but i'm not showing up to class like i'm not like it's Dude, weird that's why it was hilarious i mean they're in the yeah, basement don't think, this is definitely school. think too hard yeah a basement they, in miami they more, of a school more cocaine than fucking scarface and they're in the basement of a high so school much, so much cocaine i mean <laughs> Hey, and the school looked like shit. I mean, you would think you take a couple of keys and 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 brush it and like the place look good. Yeah, maybe don't they look it so obvious. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was my favorite. I was like, uh, so obviously, uh, for those who don't know, uh, at least me and Ari, I don't know, BT, are you from here? No, no. Okay, no. we grew up here. Um, Miami, my here, Miami. He means Miami. Yes, my here, <laughs> I like the fact that he just said here. Oh, like, here, like, yeah, here. Like, here. Everybody knows where we're here. Sorry, yes, in Miami. So. <laughs> First of all, Columbus is a private school, a very high-end 
private school always has been. So the fact that they were like, it's Columbus High, I'm like, from yeah. when? Yeah, <laughs> because yeah, this is not Columbus. You might have said, you know, North uh, North Side Miami, maybe. Okay, that you would have said Liberty uh, City. Liberty you City. Said Liberty City. You would have said, yeah, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot whatever. of like real Other, schools that you would have been like, yeah, that, yeah. that makes sense. That tracks, but not but Columbus not. is like the one of the higher end schools in Miami. I was like, okay, wrong wrong choice of schools. So I love <laughs> like, and it's always Miami's uh, portrayal in movies and TV. You're either in the ghetto. Or you're in high at end, the beach, or at the at beach. The beach. There is no in between. <laughs> oh, you're either a multimillionaire or you're in the ghetto. And I'm like, I grew up in the suburbs, man. I don't know yeah. what the fuck school these guys yeah. are at, but it's yeah. like a war zone there. Oh, well, I I per, I thought that was cool that they didn't make Miami this tropical like they uh, there was a couple scenes where she's like running on the beach and i'm like there ain't yeah. no teacher running on the beach shut up um not right before school man you gotta get there it's already yeah be like what she's gotta be there at six in the morning there's no yeah sun. yeah so it, it was yeah. you know but what made me i, I like the fact that they, they they portrayed miami as like you know hey man there's, there's some shitty parts what made me laugh is like some of the things were just unbelievable where they're like um where that guy starts rapping Right. And it's a, a horrific, a horrific rap. And everybody's like, oh, shit, he's good. And you're like, no, no, <laughs> this wasn't yeah. good. You know, like when you watch, there's certain movies, like when you watch Juice, even if you watch Juice today and you hear him scratching, yeah, it's old school. So it's kind of dated as far as the style of, of scratching that they do in, in, in Juice. But you go, oh, that was good for back then. You could right. tell right. that was good. Right, right. Like, like uh, I'm Cleo watching and whatnot in the oh, gangs knocking. I mean, I know that was a song, but the the movie that that was from. Uh, right, right. I forget. I'm very dead on Michelle Pfeiffer and, and that whole Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. but I'm watching. I'm watching this movie, and I'm like, there's no way that rap was good even in 1998. No, there was no way that that fucking rap was good. Like that, that was, was such weak. a bad. I'm from Liberty City, and I was just like, yo, this shit is god awful. So that wasn't Liberty laugh. City. He said Opalaka. I'm yeah, like, I'm, from I'm from Opalaka. I'm from Opalaka. I'm like, uh, the airport? Which like, which would have made it which would have made it even <laughs> more believable. But all of this, I laughed at all of, I'm I was okay with all of this, but I just it made me laugh how how quickly it turned like the 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 teaching system in, in the late 90s must have been really loose. Like, super hey, loose. like super loose, like hey, um, this lady got hurt. So she needs you to fill in. Oh, I can't this week. But like they were treating it, BT. You, they were treating it like fucking bookers were comedians. Like, hey man, I can't do this gig. Can you do this gig for me? Oh fuck, bro. I'm booked all week. I'll let my other boy know. He's another local comedian. He can fill in for me. Like that's how they were treating. Yeah, <laughs> as long as you were in teaching. the system, which apparently was hacked by some dude from uh, you know, <laughs> an army camp or something. Yeah. Um, and it was like, oh yeah, he's totally he's a triple master from Yale, Preston, uh, Cornell, and a PhD from Harvard. And yeah, like, he, he, why, Harvard. so why is he why is he subbing? Yeah, yeah, he had, he had two degrees from Harvard and print and like and yeah, like, he's in this shit hole. But hey, real quick though, honestly, this movie to me personally showed how fucking badass of an actor Tom Berenger was. Absolutely. Tom Berenger, yes. let me tell you something. I remember him. I don't know if you guys remember. Remember Eddie and the Cruisers when he played Eddie and the Cruisers. He was the mm -hmm. he was a word man in Eddie and the Cruisers. Remember? 
Absolutely. Yeah. Indian Cruises was basically uh, uh, the uh, the Bruce Springsteen story, or the, or Johnny and the Asbury, uh, Johnny uh, uh, Johnny and the Asbury Dukes. Basically, it was that story. They they um, it was a dude uh, kind of like a Bruce Springsteen, Michael Pere, and they had a black dude on the saxophone, and he played the college boy who knew how, how to write songs, and he was on the keyboards. So. He's like the outcast of the group. But that was a good movie. And I was like, this dude's a pretty good actor. And through the ranks, from remember he kicked ass in Platoon? And this movie was and this movie was another movie that, honestly, Tom Barron showed, like, this motherfucker's a good actor. I mean, the fight scenes were fucking campy as fuck. Oh, but, you're like, hold still while I sidekick you. Yeah. <laughs> but you know who I can't stand? William fucking Forsythe. Oh, my God. Dude. Who did he play? William... Um, he played. He was in uh, Tom Barron. Oh yes, 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 yes. He oh. was his friend, who oh, wasn't the, his the friend, but was his friend at the end. He yeah. was a ride or die. Like yeah, yes. Yeah. I I can't stand yes. that dude. I I can't He's I can't take him seriously movies. anymore. After I saw him in in uh in uh, the Gigolo movies, um, <laughs> with uh with what's his fucking face, um, Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider. Yeah. I can't. I can't take him seriously because the whole his whole character in that movie is like, look at my dick. Is it small? It's tiny. Look at my tiny dick. And every time I see him in another movie, I'm like, that guy has a tiny dick. I just <laughs> <laughs> that's what I fucking keep thinking about. It's just so weird to me now. Well, that's um, a good actor then. If he stays here, he he's in my head, man. He's in my he's head. In Shout head. out to Ernie Hudson. Fucking Ernie Hudson, <laughs> Ernie Hudson killed it in this fucking Absolutely. movie. Dude, I, did, I didn't want to believe that Ernie Hudson was the bad guy. That's how, how much of a fanboy I am of Ernie Hudson. I was like, no, it can't I be Ernie, Ernie Hudson. Hudson. It's got to be something. When be he hit that line, I, yo, that's my new mantra now. Power perceived is power achieved. Power achieved. I'm like, that is a great fucker. fucking line. That great line. line. It, it just goes to show you, no matter how shitty anything is, there's always that one gen. Like, it's like, you ever watch, a, you know, go to open mic? This guy may be a shitty comic, and he has that one line, and you go, motherfucker, yeah, yeah, how did yeah, he get yeah. that joke? And it's his joke, but that's yeah, the yeah. one gem he has, and that and that's what it is. That whole movie was, and it was sus, but, man, that line, power proceed, motherfucker. Come on now. Yeah. I, that's that's just like I I could I could just picture whoever wrote that in the script was like oh he was like I'm taking the next three days off guys I'm fucking done. <laughs> I'm I just done. wrote power perceived is power achieved I'm fucking I'm just. I'm calling it just fucking I call it. I smell Emmy. I smell <laughs> Emmy. <laughs> it's like that guy went on to write Frasier. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I, man. I, I, I dug Ernie Hudson. I'm a huge Ernie Hudson fan. You know, I started thinking about this, and I'm sure at one point we're going to talk about Ghostbusters on this podcast at one, uh, at one point. But I started thinking about this watching this movie with Ernie Hudson. When I was a kid, my favorite Ghostbusters was Ernie Hudson and it's not to get too serious on it, but I didn't, again, I never thought about it as a kid. I didn't, st- I didn't stand to be like, which one is going to be my favorite. I just gravitated to Ernie Hudson because he was the black guy because he was the only person of color. And I remember watching this movie in 1998 where I was a junior in high school and I loved Ernie Hudson because they portrayed him as such a strong, physically strong, but he was also like, Mentally you know, like fair. he was on his yeah. game mentally. And it, and yeah. I remember that that's how much of a fan I am of Ernie Hudson. And I'm like, it goes back a long time. But w- one of the scenes I love was the scene in the library when he goes, Oh, we got a code 10. Yeah. And the fucking he the guy gets thrown off the window and yeah. Ernie starts calling the cops. And he's like, Oh, I'd like to report an accident. And then another person falls out and another person, he's like, um, 
No, no, my mistake. My no, bad. I, I, thought, I thought that was so good. That this movie is like a, it's a, it's, it's like a campy movie, but it has some well written parts in it where some scenes are so well written, and then others are like, "What the fuck?" It's almost like, "Hey, we have these five well written scenes." But the way we're going to get the journey to get to these five scenes is going to be clunky as shit. It's going to be super bumpy. It's not going to make fucking sense. So just bear with us while we get to these well-written, well-acted scenes. It's kind of like a shitty football team, but man, once they get in the red zone, like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How did you guys score? Well, we recovered a fumble. And we yeah. blocked the punt. And that's, what, <laughs> yeah. and that's how they got in the red zone. But until then, you're like, this is a shit show. But all of a sudden, yeah. they keep winning. Because they got a fullback. Who uses a fullback now? They have a fullback. <laughs> they fucking score. You go. They ran. They ran the T bone. You yeah. go. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> they run the old Packer forty two sweep. Like who the fuck does this shit? That's a, that's that's a perfect that's a perfect analogy. Because I, I thought I thought the same thing. I was like, there's some really good scenes in this movie. Really well acted. Can we just talk about the fact that um uh uh dude, I love the scene in the in the in the. Um, I love when they uh what's his name? What was his character's name? Mr. P- uh Mr. Sherman. Remember? Oh yeah, Mr. Played Sherman. by Glenn Plummer. One. Yes. He was like so too. mad when he when, she, when he finds out about Shale and then yes. Shale tells him that it's that it's Ooh. Ernie Hudson and he's like and I yeah. love the fact that they bring it to his attention. Oh, you're just a white man trying to save us all. Yeah, white savior was such thing. Oh, good accurate because that's what this movie was let's be real this movie really was the white guy coming into a fucking inner city and saving everybody he's being the white man savior and i really appreciated at least they called themselves out on it i'm like yes and it goes back to what you said there were elements of fucking brilliance in it and that i think that part will go understated because it's so great go, no you just don't want to see a black man every time a black man tries to get you know a higher position a white man and it's like oh my god i go Yes, but you know you're going yes, but it, but and, and and I'm sure a white dude wrote it in the sense of like no, really th- trust me this time. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, like this well, guy you know, is actually a piece of because shit. Because I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure a white guy wrote the movie, but I'm sure a person of color inserted that one line. He said, "Can we at least have this one line?" And then the white head writers like, "Sure, man, just write that one line." Or like whatever, like oblivious to the fact that it, they're fucking proving the point right now. It's like, oh wow, yeah, it's a. Dude, let me tell you something. Glenn Palmer, remember he was in uh he was in Colors. Remember he's that yeah. that uh that uh Sean Penn drove across the the, the 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 kitchen and he burned his hand on that fucking uh stove. Remember? And and William Forsythe, that motherfucker, he was in colors too. Remember that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, man. So Glenn Glenn Palmer's an underrated fucking actor, dude. Yeah, he shows up in like the weirdest places, but he he's definitely good every time he shows up. Yes, man. He was. Uh, he was also in Speed. Remember? Oh, yes. yeah. Okay. He and he was also in Showgirls. <laughs> was he in Showgirls? That'd yes. Yes. Oh, I don't remember. Showgirls. That's awesome. That shit made me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, man. When you're an actor, you try to get any fucking movie you oh, can. But yeah, he was. Listen, in I, he was in Speed no, for like four minutes. No, no four nobody. Minutes. Nobody gets. I've never had an issue with like. Oh, he's in it for the paycheck. I'm like everybody's in it for the paycheck. Everybody. You go, yeah. you go get your scratch until you make it. Like. Big Keanu style or something, whatever. I don't, yeah, I man. use Keanu, but that's yeah. whatever. I love, um, I love the fact that Louis Guzman is in this movie and absolutely. he's playing an elite, elite missionary <laughs> yeah. with a gut. Like he yeah. still has a fucking gut. Louis Guzman, shout out as a fucking big boy. I love the fact that Louis Guzman's like, whatever you like, need me to play, uh, I'm gonna play it with a know, gut. 
Listen, man, I, I don't need to fucking be in shape to shoot a fucking sniper rifle. Like, I don't care. Yeah, but you you, you should be in shape to fucking to run in jungles. You should. You, you should, should be. Some, you should be. Some kind you, of shape. You should have at least, like, sucked it in for that scene. You know, like, when they're in the jungle. So funny. But when they, they went, like, because they did show, like, a couple months faster or a year faster or whatever. By the time they got to Miami and they were going again or whatever. It's like. Looking for jobs. It's like, oh, I let myself go, man. I couldn't. Whatever. No. They're the, they're the worst. He was Guzman. They're the worst-looking fucking group of I suppose it shows up. <laughs> Mercenaries, yeah. But I did love uh, Raymond Cruz. Talk about a guy who shows up in everything from like the '90s forward. Yeah, uh, you need an Hispanic, uh, a vaguely Hispanic-looking guy, uh, an Indian <laughs> guy. I mean, he's anything, anything you need. It doesn't matter. He's there. Yeah. Yes. Oh, uh, and Raymond Cruz, dude, man, fucking. He he plays. Guy. He's played. A lot of military. He was in a lot of military. Yeah. He's played a lot of military where they're like, you have that look. Uh, yeah. He was yeah. in that. He was in the show, The Closer, uh, yep. as a cop. He was yep. in that. Oh, show, I loved him uh, in the with, show, Closer. Oh, it was so good. Yeah, that show was. A, I love that fucking show, The Closer. And and then it went on to um, was it called Major Higher Crimes. Crimes or was it called Major Crimes? Uh, yeah. So uh, same character. Anyways, he he's yeah. great. I love that guy. Um, but besides the point, I just love that Louis Guzman's like, I'm not. Doing setups, bro. You need me to fucking act, I'll act, but I'm not doing no fucking setups. Just to call back, (laughs) that guy was in training day too. Just uh, like there's some guys that just refuse to do setups. Steven Seagal, you need me in a movie, I'll do it, but I'm not doing no fucking setups. How much that dude that they hit that lady in the in the leg? He looked like Steven Seagal, didn't he? Like he looked like yes. Yeah, he was, was, he was a like a they called him like a six foot six seven old dude. I'm like motherfucker, I didn't know Seminoles came in six foot six. Yeah, Yeah, I'm sure why not. No. I used to work. I used to work at the Fort Lauderdale Improv, which was owned by the fucking Hard Rock, which is owned by the Seminoles. And it's yeah. literally like there's a lot of big, mother, there's big fucking big dudes in that shit. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I mean, I, when I saw, right, it, I was so like, what, oh shit, that's a big dude. What, what would you what, what would you rate the What would you rate the movie, uh, Chad? Substitute, um, 1998's The Substitute, which by so the way, I didn't even know had not one, not two, but three fucking sequels. <laughs> I, I knew about substitute part two. Yes, and, yeah. and I could have, and I could have maybe been like talked into thinking there was a substitute part three. No way, I knew that there was a yeah, fourth. I didn't think there was going to be a fourth. No yeah. way. I saw it on like Amazon Prime or something. They showed all the the sequels. And I was like, yeah, yeah. There's actually a DVD sequel? where you can buy all four on one disc. That's how bad the fucking movie is. <laughs> they have all four movies on uh, one. To be fair, disc. they do that a lot. And like, if you have that many sequels, they're gonna shove it on something. Because like, I think I have the one with all four uh, Batman from the nineties. I so, like, yeah, and all, all four again. Superman's. We're talking about we're talking about um, bad movies. Yeah, yeah. again. I, I mean, <laughs> one and two Batman, you know, one and two Batman, Batman Returns, one and two are great. Hey, three or four of hot trash, hot garbage. Yeah. All, right. all right, so what Most would you give but, yeah. Chad? What would you get? What would be your rating for? So I went into this remembering the movie and remembering that it was okay, <laughs> but I expected it to be hot trash just because of it was like the substitute and it was some BS. I was utterly fascinated and maybe that's because i'm a, a 90s nostalgia freak and i love my you know whenever miami shows up in the movies even if it's half-assed portrayed like this because they were bouncing all over the place they kept calling it miami but then they were like oh he's on griffin road i'm like griffin road is not in miami oh that's for lauderdale they were showing her running on the beach most of that was fort lauderdale's beach um yeah. there's some south beach scenes but definitely a lot of fort lauderdale scenes so i was like pick a pick a spot man but anyway, regardless, 
I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and uh, because I thoroughly enjoyed it, I'm giving it five cocaine bags out of five. <laughs> wow, five cocaine bags out of five. Holy shit. Did not expect a five. Did not expect a five. The cocaine, kind of, I saw it, but five. Wow. Uh, BT, what are, you, what are you giving it? I'm going to give it three three vials of coke. That's what I'm going to give. I'm, I'm going to give it three kilos. I'm going to give it three, three kilos. kilos. Uh, that's, a, yeah. that's a better measure than bags. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I okay. mean, it came in bags, though, right? It, it did come in bags. Mean, it did come in bags. But the proper term is bags. Close. You know, we, yeah, we weren't fucking yeah. there. Yeah. Three kgs. Let me give it three it kgs. Yeah. Um. Hold on. Let's let's I'm trying it. to find. I'm trying to find. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I want to be correct. About, yeah, I want to be correct. Yeah. There it is, uh, Tom Berenger. So critics have it. Before I give my rating, critics have it at forty-two percent. Uh, around tomatoes, and the audience scored it less than the fucking critics at forty percent. Wow. Uh, I will give it. I will give it three and a half high law high light balls. Uh, out of <laughs> I will give it three and a half. I will give also, it three again, and a half. something that's actually I'll, not in Miami. I, I would <laughs> give it a, yeah, because it, it was Dania. It was a Dania yeah. highlight. It wasn't yeah. even the Miami highlight. Yeah. Miami had a highlight. They could have gone to Miami highlight, but they're like, no, let's go to Dania, which Dania again highlight. is for Dale, which is hilarious. Anyway, I would give it three and a half. Uh, I would give it three and a half uh, shitty uh, shitty pants because that guy shit his pants. Remember that scene? That was a good scene. That was amazing. The fucking lawyer shit himself. And he goes, "It was the fiber." It was the fiber. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. And he beat this shit out of that lawyer. Oh, oh what, yeah. What, what do they call those things they play with? Those, those. Yeah, it's called murder. Know. It's called murder. Yeah. He fucking yeah, literally, yeah. he assaulted that guy with a fucking helmet, yeah, fourteen yeah. times. I'm like, that's you killed the guy. That guy's dead. That, that, yeah. He's not surviving. Yeah. Fucking those hits with a helmet. Are you out of your mind? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah, I would give it three and a half out of five. I'm with you. I thought it was gonna be shittier than it was, <laughs> um, and but I I thought it was gonna be a shit show, and it wasn't. This it's funny how this is not the worst in the in the short first four episodes that we've done in this podcast up to this point. This is not the worst movie of. <laughs> it's hilarious no. to me. Yeah, I, I I honestly went going. Oh, okay, we're gonna do it, and I, it, it was it'll be okay because it's '90s, uh, you know, just actionly flick, good popcorn bullshit. But yeah. I did not expect to be so enthralled by it. I yeah. I, I did it. I did enjoy the movie. I did, I was kind of impressed with how much plot it had. I was like, wow, this actually right. has more plot than I remember. <laughs> yeah, but oh, you know what? The, but the, the, the like the, uh, the so. But I, I almost want to strike a demerit for the putting of a, a basement in Miami. Because come on, <laughs> man! Shout out! Shout out to them spelling sorry incorrectly. Right. Thought, oh my god! <laughs> oh my! Like I was like, is this on purpose or is this like the way he? Thanks, sorry. Is this sort of how stupid he is? I mean, I was like, I, yeah, I couldn't tell. Yeah, I couldn't Mark tell. Mark Anthony, I'll give him that he had a threatening look until he started moving around. And they're like, oh, he's 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 100 pounds soaking wet. Oh, yeah. how cringe, uh, how's cringy, how cringeworthy was it, uh, the kissing scene with him and uh, Behringer and that teacher? It's like, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, Again, Behringer, great actor. And there was intimidation looks, and it was great. But when you put him to move, yeah, the sidekick was awful. The fuck, and oh. it's like, yeah. Shout out to the to the to the black dude on his team. That guy was a G. He killed like fourteen dudes with a fucking knife, and I was yeah. like, that was awesome. Yeah, and he just got he got taken yeah, out too yeah, easy, in my opinion. But, yeah, the, the Richard Brooks. He was uh the the crow in uh or the the bad guy in Crow Two. Okay, uh, that's where I knew him from. I was like, oh shit, it's the bad guy from Crow Two. 
right. Um, so, uh, anyways, so that's that's our podcast. We got to wrap up because we got to yeah. get to we're, we're getting to the time limit. Anyways, BT, thank you very much for having us. Thank you very much for being here. Uh, go make it. sure you follow BT at B. The letters BT comedy. His Instagram is like a fucking cornucopia of like funny memes and funny pages, and then you get his you get his uh, his one minute movie reviews, which are fucking hilarious. I told him I'm like I'm jealous of how funny you can be in a minute because I'm like I take way more time. Like people are like, oh, Neri, you're funny, but I'm like, yeah, but I need like at three minutes. I I gotta I gotta I gotta warm up. <laughs> I, I can't just be immediately. You're, you're a He's like, this movie is like when your grandfather kisses your. I'm like, what the fuck? That's hilarious. Um, thanks, anyway, man. So check out at BT Comedy. I will be uh, following you, by the way. Uh, and uh, yeah, I appreciate you. Uh, thank you very much, uh, guys. Check out the other podcasts on the Geek Bro Network that includes Shiver, the horror movie podcast, uh, the What's Up Bro podcast, Child Like a Best with Mike Valdez. Um, better let me tell you, all these podcasts go to geekbro.net. You guys have been great. Thank you very much. God bless you. Peace.